Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. All right, and we're back in Ephesians today, chapter 5. Going to start in verse 7 and work our way down through. I'm more excited to be with you guys again, and I think Lee's excited as well. So Um, stoked, you guys. Man, Lee, we got a lot going on in the country today with the United States and the changing of power. Um, What do you think's going on? I mean, I'm sure our listeners are mm. are concerned about this as well. Um, we got I a think, lot of lot of things to prepare for as Christians. I think Christ today. is winning. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all I have to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> Pretty sure he's already won, and then he's just uh, it, it's just the whole thing's just playing out now. <laughs> literally, <clears throat> fellow Christians, if I can offer any type of encouragement. Look, we're we're to we're going to as Christians undergo suffering. We're going to undergo immense trials for our faith. Um, but if I can point you to a passage in Scripture to go to, I would I would definitely point you to First Peter, chapter five, and it is verse eight through eleven. Um, I just want to read this to you guys. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's do verse six through eleven. Um, read this to you guys, and then just prepare your hearts for uh, the battle to come um, upon the horizon. So, just be be preparing your hearts, minds, and spirit for this, and and just look forward to the days to come. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you. At the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right, guys. I just hope to encourage you guys during this time as our country is facing some some dire changes. Um, that are about to happen, and uh, a lot of people are worried and 
Um, I just pray that you find encouragement in these words, um, that, and you will join us for more Ephesians. And uh, yeah, so I'll just be praying for you guys and reach out to us through our email, Facebook group. Um, we'd love to talk to you. All yeah, right. I one thing I one plug. I'll I mean I'll say this at the end like usual anyway. But Go ahead. I know we always share our social media stuff, and the thing that goes through my mind really is the uh, um, the way that the, that big tech has has pushed some social media sites um, out of existence, really, um, or started selectively kicking people off. So. Um, if people want to still stay in touch, if they're, for whatever reason, we're not on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, we do have direct email, um, service. So, um, you should email us or sign up for the newsletter, which I think we're going to, um, I'm going to try to get boosted again because that was really fun. And that's a nice kind of direct way to get to people, um, that's not going through, a big tech company. I mean, I'm not, we're not leaving Facebook or Twitter by any means. I think I plan to stick out to the end, you know, and at least put up a witness on there. But if, if we were to be kicked off for events that are going on in the world today, um, you should sign up for the newsletter. Absolutely. And you can reach us at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Just go ahead and type that in, save it in your inbox and definitely reach out to us anytime. We would love to talk to you, hear from you. Hey, pray we're on for Gab you. now, by the way. Oh yeah, right on. I'm giving away all my all my links at the end. I should I should shut up. <laughs> okay, well deal. Well, we'll we're gonna go ahead and dive in, guys. Bless you. We uh, hope to encourage you to stand fast. Um, just just stay stay di- diligent in your faith and your walk and your disciplines and uh just remember that you have brothers and sisters out there you can reach out to for some support um prayer anything um and you're all you're more than welcome to reach out to either one of us and yes um just go ahead and give us an email we will email you back as quickly as we can and yeah so let's move on jump into chapter five verse seven Lee, would you like to read for for us? Um, Let's go ahead and read from 7 to uh, just the end where it stops. Right at 12. Let's go to 12. Cool. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. Here in Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, Lee, what is what is Paul trying to deliver the audience right here um, from verse 7 that aligns with the rest of chapter 5 and 4? Um, go ahead and bring it in. Let's, let's start at 7. Yeah, so Paul's making a clear division between people of the world and the people of God, the people who've been redeemed and ransomed from right. from the life of sin by God. So he's using using a light and darkness metaphor here to do what he's already been doing for the last chapter and a and a half. Kind right. Of, what do we, uh, what do we call that when he's going back and forth between light and dark? Um, 
I mean, that would be just a compare and contrast type. What is uh, that called? Um, oh, dichotomy. Shoot. Is it dichotomy? Um, Where it's two options. Paul's making this distinction between people who are light in the Lord, those are the believers, and the people of darkness. And he's not... A, an, an important thing is that he is clearly communicating that the Christians were formerly darkness. So there aren't two kinds of people from birth. We're all part of darkness. We're born into sin. We're born as sinners before we've even committed our first sin. Uh, that is who we are. It's not what we do. But uh, people who've been redeemed uh, have been saved by Christ and their sins forgiven and his righteousness credited to them are now light in the Lord, like it says in verse 8. And so now we're to live, again, he's restating this because he's already said this in different words earlier, that because we're light in the Lord, we must go on and do uh, the deeds of light, which are goodness and righteousness and truth. And so don't partake in works of darkness anymore. That's in accordance with your former life. We have new life now in Christ, in the light of his word, and we have new deeds uh, that correspond to that, which are witness to, to people living in darkness. I, I, I'm glad that you wrote, read earlier the, the, the portion from 1 Peter 5, because I think it links up very cleanly with uh, the way that verse 7 starts about not being partakers with them. We're supposed to be on the alert. We need to be looking out at, at the deeds of the world and uh, and not being taken captive by um, arguments or ideologies or uh, fear of reprisal or fear of um, losing people's good opinion. Um, we, we're ambassadors of the kingdom of God in, in the world primarily before we're anything else. Um, we're, we're Christians first. Um, we're citizens of a heavenly kingdom. So it's important to be reminded, to remind each other, to hear and learn uh, and, and guard ourselves against the ideas of the world so that we aren't deceived by empty words. You know, we have the true and abiding word living in us, um, not only in the teaching, but the indwelling of the Holy Spirit uh, leading us in our, our life and our ongoing sanctification. Uh, we shouldn't be content to believe and fall prey to the empty words of the world, uh, which take a lot of forms, a lot of different arguments, different ideologies. And people have been tempted to syncretize Christianity with different worldly ideas for a long time. Um, but Paul's very clear here, don't be partakers with them. In verse 6, he says, don't let, let no one deceive you with empty words. You were formerly darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. You have been changed. These things should not appeal to you. Doesn't mean they won't. Doesn't mean you won't be tempted. But, uh, but we're called to be faithful to the true word that's been given to us through Christ. Sorry, I'm looking around through my library because I've, I've wrote it down in a Bible and I cannot think and it's going to drive me nuts until I find it. And I'm telling you, bear with me there, uh, there, there folks. Uh, yeah, because my mind only focuses on one thing and then it just totally bails on me. Dualism. Dualism. Dualism? Dualism, yes. Types mm, that's... of dualism. Yes. That's usually a bad word, I thought. 
Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, because people yeah. talk about dualism where, like, Jesus and Satan are equal but opposite forces in the world. Or, like, the force where there's a light in a dark, and they're equally powerful and opposing each other. Right. But uh, this is this is the type of writing. In general, or is that a first century yeah. thing? It's, um, what is the concept? Mm, it's through metaphysics. Um, like the cave? Yeah. I can dig that. I can dig some cave. What is the difference? Like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Man, what is this? Like the philosophy of uh, there are different varieties of dualism properties. Um, There's like a substance dualism where they're comparing two two objects or materials or um, types of uh, entities, you know materialists idealists uh dualists mm. uh but this is like the yin and the yang type thing um, oh i see where they're balanced out yes uh mm. creepy where where light needs the dark the dark needs the light um there's good there's evil yada yada um type, types of dualism that is written throughout Yes, because I've actually taken a class uh, that that actually talked about this, and I could not think of the word that, as soon as you said uh, dichotomy, mm-hmm. I, I knew, I was like, but there's something else. There's something different, <laughs> and I know there's something different because I... So your philosophy I've, course is coming back to bite you. Yes, it's eating me alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so dualism, like when he's talking about this, uh, he is comparing their former, their former dark- darkness um, to their now present state, their present nature, which is to be in the light. Yeah. So to to go off what you were saying, um, to look at this through like a dualistic type of writing, um, Paul is sitting here comparing the two from. There are two types of nature that coincide within the believer. You have the the nature that was a previous nature that is still there, corrupted by sin. The and old man. Yet the old man, it, which is supposed to have died, but the flesh is continually affected by sin. So it'll never escape the, the grips of sin until death. Um so it will constantly be vulnerable. Take that, entire sanctificationists. Right. It will constantly be vulnerable to succumbing to the grips of sin. Um, man, that's a big word. And uh, so right here, Paul is, Paul is telling them, do not be partakers because for you were formerly darkness, Okay, he's comparing their, their former natures um, right here. So they were walking as the world walked, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. As he is referring to what he said up in chapter 4, um, where he says in verse 20, But you did not learn Christ in this way, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. That in reference to your former manner of life, 
Okay, so we're we're looking back mm-hmm. at their former, the former, their old self. Can't forget you where lay you came a, from. Right, you lay aside the old self, um, as he's saying in verse 22 of chapter 4. And then he's saying, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you are now to be renewed in the spirit of your mind, so you are to be enlightened by the new nature by enlightened by the Holy Spirit that lives inside you, who is now now your partner throughout this life until the days to come, where he is now your 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 witness of your deeds, your your salvation. He is the to speak on your behalf, you know? Um, and put on as in twenty four, verse twenty four it says to put on the new self which in the likeness of God, where you get that Old Testament Genesis one twenty six talk from Paul. So now we're getting like all the way back in Old Testament talk where he's saying the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and wholeness of the truth. And then, so he's, he's bringing this kind of idea and, and talk down into chapter 5 where he's telling you not to be the partakers, but to walk as children of light. And he's giving you this description that light is to be holy, righteous, um, perfect. You know, it is it is the, the source that you are to strive towards, right? You no longer want to be hidden in darkness, um, distant from God. He's wanting you to walk towards God, towards the light, towards the glory, towards his grace and his eternal promises that he has promised you um, in redemption. And in verse 9, he's saying, For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. What is what is this fruit that he is talking about? He is talking about your, your deeds, your... Uh, your, yeah, your prayer your life, he's talk, your sanctification, your walk, your testimony, your how how you live day in, day out, and how he's going to jump into chapter 6, um, talking about the armor of God and how you put on this armor daily, because every day for the Christian is a battle. It is, you are, you are gearing up every morning you wake up and you put those feet that step right outside of your bed. You should be suiting up, strapping up your your suit of armor. You know, putting yeah, based on the, on the strength plate that, that God right, only supplies. because God has God has supplied this to you, and you have this ability. And because every day He's saying you are going to undergo suffering, you are going to undergo temptation, you are going to undergo the the grips and the clutches of sin that were there. From your previous life, and they are still there, echoing in the halls, and you have got to fight to to break free from those daily because they are still present. Because the world is still lost, right? Right, it's still lost. Yes, I think verse and- nine is really important for that because. You know, it's hard for me to, to see a comparison uh, using fruit to not think about the olive tree from Romans. So we've 
as believers, we've been grafted into the olive tree, and we're now fruitful because we're connected to the true vine, right? Right. To mix the metaphor. Um, so the fruit that's coming out is not of our own doing. And some people have exactly. used verse 9 as a way to whip people. Like, you've got to be good. You've got to be righteous. You have to be You have to be truthful. Well, those are all things that we've, we've received, and we're passing them on. We're not generating them ourselves. We're not growing our own fruit. We're only fruitful exactly. because we're connected to the true vine. Exactly. So we, we've been gifted goodness in Christ. We've been gifted righteousness in Christ. We've received yeah. the truth in his word, and we continue to be nourished by that word as we are bearing fruit from it into the world. Right. We are so only so freeing. We're only performing good works because God gave us the ability through his sacrifice and his his indwellment inside us to perform those good works. Other than that, they were not of us. It's they Ephesians 2:10 right there. That's exactly, exactly what it's all about. Amen. Amen. Boom. So yeah, I mean, totally agree. Totally agree. And, we're trying uh, to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. That's verse 10. Right. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about. We're striving to please him more than to be heroes or to be icons, you know, to or to be martyrs. Like, I'm not, we're, we're not heading, the martyrs weren't heading toward martyrdom because they wanted to be martyrs. Right. They, be, they were martyred because of their faithfulness to the authority of of God in the world, the authority of Scripture, um, in in their in their various uh, missions that they were on at the time, they were martyred for that strength, not because they wanted to be martyrs. Yes. So so that's not what made them. That's not what made them good and worthy of being remembered. It's their courage in the face of all their opposition. They were doing exactly. what was pleasing to the Lord. Did they pay a, uh, a a momentary consequence for it before entering into glory? Yes, they did. But they were doing it because they they were seeking to please the Lord, trying to learn how to do that. And God's been very gracious that we can we can learn we can try to learn what's pleasing to the Lord in complete safety in right. our in our and, world. And today, we we don't understand what it is to face martyrdom because we have never on undergone undergone this type of persecution here in the here in the United States. Right. And I have a and I have a strong feeling that this type of um, persecution is is on the cusp. It's 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 on the horizon. And I have a feeling that as Christians we need to better prepare. We need to be ready for this type of um, persecution within the church and the church body. Because, unfortunately, we as a church are far from ready. And the only way we can ready ourselves is to be in the Word, grounded in our faith, and to stand firm and not let the, the devil, the roaring lion who's waiting to pounce at the door, we need to be ready with spear in hand, you know, and be ready to to be able to lay our life down at any moment and that's and that's not saying us christians you need to assemble and be ready to go out and put your life at stake no but 
if you were ever put into a situation where your faith came down to sacrificing your life, you you better be ready, you know? I mean, because that chance only comes once in a lifetime, and <laughs> you don't get a second repeat. Like, oh, hey, hey, God, you know, send me back. I'd change give my me, uh, give me a my, re- my response. I'd definitely make it more impactful for those <laughs> listening, you know? And, uh, like, Polycarp, you know, like what we were just talking about earlier before we got on the mm-hmm. on the podcast. Um, dude, that man, that I'm telling real. you, folks, go and read about Polycarp. If you want to be just stand in awe, put yourself within the stadium and and viewing his his public persecution and his defilement of the governor or I, I believe it was the governor at the time because um, it wasn't Caesar who did it but uh I think it was the governor of the t- oh, what was the place but anyways he was defying the laws of by worshiping God you know and being a believer and he faced the gallows literally and took took this on and faced death with a smile on his face just imagine being in the crowd witnessing this going on and tell me if your faith could rival right now at that point I think I think we need to put ourselves in those shoes of church history, um, who sacrificed, who made a great sacrifice for their faith, because I think we can learn from those who have made that great sacrifice, just as the apostles did as well. Um, like Isaiah, we all quote Isaiah. He was sawn in half, you mm-hmm. know, but a lot of people don't know that in church, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. the prophet Isaiah, he was sawn in half. From he was flipped upside down and sawed in half and spread spread apart. So uh, yeah, and there um I forget who who was it um I think it was Tin Tyndale who um he was killed he was killed by the state um and then his body was was dug up and then destroyed after that. <laughs> No, that like, was John. That was John Hughes. That was, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, John John Hughes or John Hess, however you want to say. Yon, it. Yeah, Jan um, Hus. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, after he after hit, he made the Swan yeah. speech. Yes, because that's he right. publicly predicted that Martin Luther would be like the Swan that would come and rise up against the Catholic Church. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, his his body he died. He was he was <laughs> killed. Right, and then. Uh, the Catholic Church came back. They dug up his body and burned him, um, and threw his ashes in the river. Um, they had, there was, had to be no trace left of him. Yeah, no trace. So, of him. and yep, just like John Wycliffe, who uh, all of his his uh, men who were in charge of writing down 
the the books of the Bible in English, well, in terrible English, but um, eh. they were translating it from the Latin Vulgate into English for people to be able to read instead of the Pope, you know? So, mm-hmm. and all of his men, and including him, they were all killed for it. Yeah. And there's only, I'd say, from what I've read, only about a hundred copies of the Wycliffe Bible still intact mm-hmm. today. And it took each one of them 10 months to, to copy, handwrite, to copy Mercy. and translate a book of the Bible. So, I mean, they were, they were busy. They were busy. All this, all this martyr talk, I think, is perfect for discussing verse 11 here. Because all Absolutely. these people, the thing they have in common was that they, they didn't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. They exposed them in, in, in multiple different ways. And a lot of these guys were exposing um, darkness from within the church. Right. Uh, a lot of them weren't even talking about the world at large. They were, they were talking about sins occurring within the church. What the deep state were within the church, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you like and, that? And the church had him killed for it. You know, like right. Martin Martin Luther was was set to be killed, and he had to be um, he had to be smuggled away and put in in hiding. Uh, so Countless that the, times. The, death, the death squads uh, would would lay off. Right. And those then they were from the church. Yes, yeah. this was this was coming from people put in power who don't want to relinquish power because it is making them a prophet. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the church, the church had sold out to political power in so many of these instances. It, they were becoming powerful within the world. They had abandoned yeah. the gospel for the sake of uh, having having power in, in the affairs yeah. of, of their country. Um, that's yeah. a scary place for the church to be. It's not It's not where it's intended to be. Right, and look at the Vatican today. I mean, the Vatican has, uh, they own over 64% of the land in Europe and Asia. Oh, my. So, so when, when you think about it, they are literally the prime owners of 64% or more, I believe, than the Queen of England or anybody in your, in those continents. So the Vatican controls a lot um they are also one of the top they are in the top 10 most fortified and most impenetrable areas within the world they're in the top 10 i believe they're Hmm. they're number three um if i'm if i've watched that on history channel before Um, and and but you'll never you'll never hear a uh a solid um gospel declaration out of out of the mouth of pope francis either right all, all of that of protection all of that wealth and no no gospel that's exactly. so backwards yep and that's that's why uh, a lot of the main reason the protestants were so protestant against the catholic church was because of the gospel was because of how deluded um the Pope and the power went to their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the main reason they they broke free of the Catholic Church because of how corrupt it became. Um, 
selling indulgent bricks for to buy people out of purgatory, mm-hmm. um, which does not exist, um, which was made up to build 99% of the cathedrals that you see today was made and built by the 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 money that was paid for indulgence indulgent bricks right. um, they called them um, people, people starved to give money uh, yes for those to so supposedly buy your way out of purgatory or a family member's way out of purgatory hmm. you would either donate land you would either donate livestock you you'd give money such and such and and these these popes and cardinals would travel around to different cities and preach this nonsense and to to get people to buy into this and we have this in today's society as well here in America and we call it the prosperity gospel we have this absolutely those rampant, guys are petzel's kids yes and i mean we have this and they're not even affiliated with the catholic church but they <laughs> they run it just like the catholic Same church tactic. did same this is tactic. a bunch of little popes. Exactly. And we have it within, and they call themselves Protestant, and it's it's a, it's a joke. You have Joel Osteen, T.D. Jakes. You have uh, um, Creflo, uh, Creflo, Creflo Dollar, Dollar uh, Joseph what's Prince. His name? Yeah, I mean, many, many um, who buy me a jet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's a joke. It's, well, it's, I, it's totally... Laughing stock. The those those folks that are worldly ambitious like that totally forget the biblical call toward the the local church. You know, if you look through the ministry of Paul, that was what he was dedicated to as an apostle was was uh, establishing and nurturing local churches. He wasn't building an empire. He was not, and neither was Peter. Nobody was building an empire trying to sit on a throne above a bunch of interconnected churches. They were, they were, um, the biblical model is that the gospel be preached and proclaimed in and through the local church to their community. And that's how the gospel fills the world from all, from all the corners of the earth. Yes. And, and I believe, I believe he's hitting it hard here in, in verse 11, like you said, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. Mm-hmm. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. And that is that is why we as Protestants, we speak up against false mm-hmm. teachers. We right. speak up against the ones that are going to lead you astray, who are going to just strip you of your money and and laugh about it. That is That is their main objective. Money is the goal. Money is the objective. They don't care how they get it. That mm-hmm. that is that is what we are trying to expose to people. They may preach or proclaim a great message, yada yada, great spokesmen. Yeah, great, cool. Go speak at a pep rally. Um, don't care, <laughs> but uh, don't don't stand at the pulpit and preach my God, because the God that you're speaking of is not not the God that is in the Bible. And well, and it's it's natural. Christ that when, when we're, Christ speaks when, out against it. Go ahead. Right. When we're speaking the good news, we have to point out what the bad news is, especially if there's bad news pretending to be good news. And so the do more, try harder, moralistic worldview within the church um, has to be opposed. 
the prosperity right. mindset. Um, if you give money to the right to the right TV preacher, then you'll never get sick again. That must be opposed, but not opposed just to say that it's wrong. We have to oppose it and show what is correct, what's right, right. what's biblical, and that's the true gospel. Yes, absolutely. That, that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't do anything so. to earn it. And that's all I have to say about that. And that's all, folks. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Yeah, and I, I believe that what we're tr- this that was our main purpose for this podcast um, when we started it three years back or so. Yeah. Um, it's going on four. And our, our main objective was to bring out biblical truths to people, expose the darkness. Um, we're not, we're not pulpit and pen. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna beat you to death. You know what I mean? And, and I, I totally, I'm, I'm ashamed of pulpit and pen and many, I, I, I just, I just, I don't like his, how he handles things and it, it tears me up. But, um. I, I want us to see that, let's look back at history, let's look at the, the reformers, let's look back at um, differences in theology, how did we get to here, um, how, what did Augustine think, how did he come to his conclusion, what did, uh, let's say, Thomas Aquinas or some of the greats like Plato's philosophy. Let's figure this out. Charles Spurgeon, where where did he come from? Why does why was he such a a great speaker, you know, or preacher? Or How Puritans he, like John Knox. Or Puritans, John Knox. <laughs> he was so great. You know, when he was put on a I'm boat, sure Jeremy he came Lee down with that. That was for you. Came Jeremy. down with yes, he was a he was a Puritan. One of the Puritan <laughs> leaders. Did you like that? Yeah. He hates that. He hates that. Oh, man. He despises that. He was like the, the kickoff for the Puritans, you know, which is the just cracks me up. And uh, so, but he was on the cusp of the Reformers where he was put on the boat for, uh, the, he came down with scurvy flu, um, and they would bring him up a golden statue of Mary and tell him to, to pray to Mary, and he can go back to the mainland and be free. And he would grab the statue, toss it over the side of the boat, let her sink to the bottom, and said, <laughs> let Mary pray for herself, you know, <laughs> and, and go about rowing, you know. So those type of men are men that we need to strive to be more like, just like Paul is telling us in here, to be more like Christ. Opposition is gonna be is gonna come to our face. We are gonna face opposition, but Paul is training us up to be warriors, preparing for battle on a daily basis, and that is what's happening right here. Be prepared. Be prepared to face the darkness. Be prepared to expose the darkness. Be prepared to walk in light amongst men who are still in darkness what you know that is what paul is trying to awaken inside the believer don't be worried stay in strong in your faith because you did not learn christ this way you learned christ through the gospel and that is what strengthens you you have the holy spirit don't 
Don't let that, you know, just, he's there. He's with you. Don't give up. Keep going. You know, this this walk is hard. Being a Christian is the most difficult thing in the world I think could ever come approach a man. It's pretty hard. So, yeah, or a woman. Sorry. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, come on. Sorry. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, I, I really, I want to encourage men and women you know, men, you need to quit being so, um, where are you just, what's that word? Oh, no, not again. Oh, man. Why did it <laughs> slip me? What is it? Where uh, passive. You need mm. to quit being so passive um, and actually be aggressive in the word. Be aggressive. Be blunt. Be bold. And I mean, just be firm. A tree, tree is not moved by simple winds, you know, so as long as your roots are firm in the ground, you're going to stand firm. So yeah, um, other than that, we will be jumping back into Ephesians later on, and we will be starting with verse 13 um, and working our way down through 21, and then we will be diving into the marriage like Christ and the church. Um, so I look forward to those episodes and lee yeah what do you got for us well uh folks can go check us out on our website guyswithbibles.com uh you can listen to old episodes of the podcast that may not be in your podcatcher feed uh you can also read uh the blog uh q in there uh quite a few blogs uh, you can also, there are links on there for our social media and for the newsletter. I encourage you to sign up for the newsletter. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a public page, and then we also have a Facebook group. So feel free to join in there, request to join. If you go on Twitter, Instagram, and now Gab as well, you can find us at Guys with Bibles. And you can email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Oh, and also check out our YouTube page also. Uh, at this point, we're just uploading the audio that's in your that's in the podcast feed, but still, it's on YouTube. Uh, a lot of people, oh. I didn't know this, but a lot of people listen to podcasts or hear about podcasts on YouTube. So that's kind of the, the new thing that the cool kids are doing. So um, you can do that, but then just use your free will to choose a podcatcher and subscribe to Guys With Bibles. You should also check out the link in the show notes to the Bar Network website. You should go and go ahead and subscribe to those podcasts too. Um, two really great podcasts I want to recommend. Obviously, the Bar Podcast. That's kind of the flagship podcast on the network. That's Dwayne's show, interview show. It's, there's always a, a good discussion with a very interesting guest. Um, some super well-known and some newer, lesser-known names on there. Um, I've I've gotten a lot of good follows on on uh, Twitter from from the bar, and also check out Truth and Fire as well. Uh, really great podcast um, and and associated blog too um, from a dear sister in Christ. That's a that's a great show as well. So you should uh, you should check out both of those shows uh, and really the rest of the. Uh, shows that are on the network you will not be disappointed lots of good stuff on there right on yeah i love the bar and its network great network to be part of Dwayne is here. a super cool guy you guys would love that guy i'm telling you Dwayne is the bomb so yep, yep. 
can't go can't go wrong. Dude is a genuine, loving, caring guy who will give you the shirt off his back. That guy is someone you absolutely want to listen to. Great dude. Great dude. All Super right. dude. He's great. All Way right, go, guys. Dwayne. Well, this is Guys with Bibles, and we're out. And we'll catch you next time on the podcast here. And we'll see you later. Stay strong, new, everybody. New Peace. One podcast. Take on it. Yeah. <laughs>